0: Our show today is brought to you by Dolby Voice. Today's offices need workspaces that allow small teams to collaborate effectively. Enter the huddle room. Those are small conference areas designed for such a meeting. Well, for effective collaboration, huddle rooms need capabilities such as video conferencing. But even with great video capabilities in place, a lousy audio experience can completely derail an otherwise productive meeting. Dolby Voice and the Dolby Conference phone solve that problem. They deliver stunning audio clarity and 360-degree audio capture that allows everyone to be heard and makes meetings easy to follow and participate in. The result is that conversations flow naturally. And when conversations flow, that's where decisions get made, innovation increases, and even widely dispersed teams become more effective. Additionally, Dolby Voice and the Dolby Conference phone are now integrated with leading video conferencing solutions such as BlueJeans Huddle, so you gotta hear this. You gotta hear it to believe it. Visit Dolby.com/slash Tesh and try a Dolby voice demo today. Hello and welcome to another episode of Intelligence for Your Life the podcast. I'm Gib Gerard here with John Tesh and Connie Selica, and today our special guest is one Maria Emmerich. Now she's written a whole bunch of books about uh, about the ketogenic diet and we're going to ask her all kinds of questions about how she got keto and what exactly uh what you can eat when you are in ketosis because for us uh, there's a lot of distractions so here without further ado by the way i'll put a few links to her blog as well as uh links to a couple of her books in the show notes make sure you check there so here we go gib gerard with john tesh and connie selica interviewing one
1: maria emmerich so, Maria, I, um, I actually stumbled on, I became, I tried keto, gosh, how long ago was it, Connie?
2: I don't remember. You keep saying you it, tried keto. I the- think I it know.
1: was like a, about a year ago. Yeah, and uh, because I, I, was, I, I stumbled on a Tim Ferriss podcast, and <laughs> um, uh, he was talking about, uh, he and uh, Dominic D'Agostino were talking about the benefits of, uh, of being in ketosis, mm. and, um, and I was really interested, but I had a really hard time figuring out how to eat like that. And then I ended up, you know, with with a a cancer diagnosis, and and so Connie started doing all this research, Connie and Gibb both, and we, all three of us, came to the conclusion that I needed to, you know, be burning um, ketones instead of instead of glucose. Um, and and so we that, knew
2: that he could not do it by himself, Maria. Oh. So, uh, exactly. you I he had tried. right. Yeah, well, yeah. I don't remember that, but he says he did. So, I,
1: it. I did. Yeah, Jim remembers because okay. we, cause we're in that So, sort of you're that book definitely club. the odd man out on this. But, okay. but your book, you know, your book, of course, you put in, you know, ketosis or, or, or ketones, whatever. And your book just popped right, keto of death that popped right up. And then we have a friend named um, Dr. Stephen Gundry, who's a, a, a yeah. Cardi- yeah, cardiac surgeon who is a big fan of yours. And so we had our blood tested by him, and 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 we've altered our diets, all three of us, and uh and he was he was recommending your book. I said, well, I've already read it. Um oh. So it's it's a great place to start for people who are Thank looking at look, yeah, because you because you have a lot of the a lot of the science, and and I think we should we should start you know uh, with that. Um, t- let's let's talk about uh, how how did you get in? How did you end up you know starting on, on on ketosis? Why was this such a fascinating area of study for you?
3: Well, I um grew up, uh, heavy. I was, uh, the, the you know, the fed, fat kid in school. Um, me too. I was always, a, I was always an athlete, but I was always really heavy. So like the whole idea of, you know, exercise more and you'll lose weight was like just a big conundrum for me because, you know, my, my parents, I mean, they were great parents. They tried to cook really good for me, um, but you know, I, I, am German and, uh, Polish and we ate a lot of that type of heavy, dense food, a lot of grains, potatoes, a bratwurst. Lot of potatoes. Yeah, bratwurst, you name it, you know, um, you know, growing up on cereal and skim milk and all of that. And, um, I just didn't feel good. And it really, I, I get this question a lot, John, and I, um, it hit me really hard when I was 17 years old and my dog started losing patches of her hair and I took her to the vet. And the first question the veterinarian asked me was, what are you feeding her? And that same week, I was feeling really ill. I had uh, IBS, which is irritable bowel syndrome. I had acne, acne. I was depressed and I went to the doctor and I was given three prescription medications. And never once was I asked what I was eating, but I didn't really put it together until I started feeding her something different, my dog, and she got so much better and realizing that I can do this to myself without, you know, filling any of these prescription drugs. And I did. I changed the way I lived, which was hard when I was younger. I mean, you know, just starting college and everybody's eating, you know, dorm food and all of that. I decided to study nutrition and exercise physiology in school, and um, it's really sad because they teach you the food pyramid and I was taught to drink milk and all of this stuff. So I just sat there quietly like a you know good little student, but I kept doing my research and uh, reaching out, and making friends with people like Dr. William Davis and. Um, knowing that there's more out there than what we're told in these medical books. Um, And when I started, um, what what ended up happening is I planned on being a stay-at-home mom. I wanted to adopt a lot of children because I also had something called PCOS, which is polycystic ovarian syndrome, which is kind of like a diabetes that affects fertility. Um, Hmm. And I was told that it was irreversible. And so when I met my beloved husband, Craig, he's like, that's fine. We'll just adopt a bunch of kids. And I was like, wow, you are awesome. Um, <laughs> I know he was just great. And so, um, that was the plan. I was a rock climbing guide right out of college. Um, but in 2007, um, economic downturns happened. He lost his job. We lost just about everything. We, lo- we lost our cars. I mean, we hung out at the library on date nights. Like we had nothing. Um, but I was so blessed to have these wonderful people around me saying, "You know what, Maria? You know so much about food and all of this. Why don't you put all of your recipes together into a cookbook that people can buy to help raise money for your adoption?" And that's where this all started. Oh wow! wow. I yeah. know. So I. I was,
0: was like, about- "How are you going to land this plane? <laughs> <laughs> where know, does this story know, end?" And on
3: and on and on. Um, but I just did a book signing last weekend, and. Someone brought that first cookbook and I just about cried. Oh because, wow. you know, I don't even have a copy of that. And without all of the people like you supporting me and getting the word out, you know, we'd still be hanging out at the library. <laughs> and was that not that first... there's anything
0: wrong with the date night at no, the library. That no, actually no, sounds no, kind of no. nice. We
3: still do that but was time that time,
2: first yeah. cookbook? Was that
3: keto? Um, it was definitely low carbohydrate. Throughout the years I've learned, um, since then I've started a practice um, and I've learned different food combinations and how much protein people need and how much fat people need depending on their goals, because that's going to change. A lot of people think ketosis is all about getting that 80% fat, but if you're trying to get into ketosis for fat loss, which I would say 90% of the people that I work with are... You're going to have to change with that um, accelerator per se of how much fat you're going to need because that 80% fat will be utilized from the body fat you have. So if you have a lot of body fat, you can use that and you should use that for ketones. However, if so you're, you're talking about severe calorie
0: restriction in order to get to do that,
3: well, not severe calorie restriction, but some. I mean, uh, you know, if you want to utilize the ketones, you know, the your body fat for ketones. Right. You have to make it work for it because it's much easier to use to ingest fuel that, the extra oil. Yeah, yeah. If you're, you know, it's much easier for your body to use that oil that you're fe- feeling your body right. With. Um, and so that's why it would go there first. So and if you deprive your body,
2: if you deprive your body of the extra olive oil or the extra oils, then your body will naturally use the fat that's already stored. To create Absolutely. the ketones, okay, and, and that's the whole thing fasting? about
3: inter- fasting and yeah. intermittent fasting, where your ketones will get higher and higher as you fast, and that's because you are utilizing your own mm. body fat for that fuel.
1: So let's, uh, we've we've gone through a couple of terms here, and people who ha- <laughs> ha- haven't listened to the other couple of podcasts that we've done on, on uh, ketosis might want to know, um, you know, and we we're sort of like the ketone tri- uh, triplets, you know, we were we were just at uh, at a wedding and uh from a family family members and um they they found out what we were doing and we came over to their house after the wedding and they had they had walnuts and they had hazelnuts it and was they had, a beautiful it was unbelievable. spread they had, yes. they had shots of olive oil and all you know and 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 all the rest <laughs> of that um what what is the primary benefit of people considering a ketogenic diet great question
3: You know, I I do love that question because more than anything, I feel stronger than I ever have in years. I feel better than I ever have um, in my teenage years or 20s. You know, I'm getting to be in my, I'm going to hit 40 soon. And I just feel fantastic. And I think more than anything, um, you know, I, I can't, I don't even touch caffeine and my energy is through the roof now. And I think that's probably the primary thing I hear, you know, whether the scale's going down or not, which you know, that's what most you know people do want, but um, they feel that their energy is fantastic, their moods. I call this the happy diet because, you know, our cells are primarily made up of fat. And so I call this a happy diet. And, hmm. you know, people that are dealing with depression or anxiety, you know, why wouldn't we want to fuel those cells in our brain with those happy fats and, <laughs> um, What's
0: that? No, I was going to ask how you made the leap from from the low carb to the happy fat diet. Like, how did the fat show up for you?
3: Yeah, exactly. So I I'm a very um, sensitive person that I usually lay awake at night if someone doesn't have the results they're looking for. Like if someone's not getting off of their blood pressure medication or diabetes medication, I often would lay there at night and ask my husband Craig, like, why do you think so and so is not you know, healing as fast as they should. And he's like, well, maybe they're just not doing it. And I said, I think that they are. I think that there's a bigger piece missing. And so realizing that, you know, some people think that, you know, ketosis is about a lot of protein. It is not. People think that it's, um, you know, certain carbohydrates. I'm actually really quite strict now. Um, I usually even eliminate dairy because that is one of the most common allergens people often Go to gluten as the most common allergen but we're finding that dairy is even more common and that mm. would be even in cheese heavy cream uh whey protein is often overused um and those are in those low carb bars and things like that mm. so
1: yeah, I'm in oh, chap- I'm in. A- I'm looking at chapter nine of your book right now. I've been through the book. I basically just highlighted all of your book in Kindle. But but you say it's yeah. right. At the, right. At, right at the top there, I cut out all dairy, even low carb, high fat dairy. Skip the butter, cream, whey protein, cheese, yogurt, cream cheese, and whey. Um, now I see. I I was good. Well, actually we, actually, we all were consuming a lot of um, uh, high fat cheeses. Uh, But then, and then Connie and Gib both brought me this um, this documentary, which you may have seen called um, "What the Health."
2: Yes, and you do a takeoff on what the flax on your website. Right, Uh, right, right. right. (laughs) I want to get into flax later, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So go ahead. Uh, Well, I'm I'm my own experiment, of course, with um, uh, ketosis and eliminating the cheese. I was eating a lot of cheese when I first Mm -hmm. started this keto diet, and I found it easier to eliminate sugar completely than to eliminate cheese. I was yes. addicted. But as soon as I got rid of the cheese, it was a breakthrough. I started, because yeah. I was complaining to these two guys who were losing so much weight. I was saying, you know, I'm not losing weight. I feel yeah. great. I have never yeah. felt better in my life. Our energy is amazing. As a matter of fact, he just, he said we were at a wedding this weekend. Everyone was coming up to me and going, where is he getting all that energy from? Because Aww. John did not leave the dance floor. Hmm.
3: And it, it, it's
2: And I, we we just said it's from the... Ketogenic diet, but I'd see myself that difference with eliminating the cheese, and especially yeah. after watching what the health.
3: And it's almost blasphemy for me to say this because I'm from Wisconsin. This is a cheese. Cur- right, 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 right. right. <laughs> right. You get cheese curds, you know. Right. <laughs> so, um, but it is something that um, holds a lot of people back. Um, and I'm not just talking about, you know, the the lactose in the milk and the sugars in the milk and things like that. I'm talking more about the casein and uh, the protein found in dairy that causes a lot of issues for many people. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, when you crave that, it's most likely that uh, uh, you have some sort of allergen floating right. around because you you crave it so much more. And I would agree that dairy is. Harder for me to kick than sugar. Also,
0: why do you crave it more if you have an allergy?
3: Um, they, you know, when you, who's they right? Um, when you're producing these antibodies, um, you put yourself in the state where you almost want to produce these antibodies all the time, and so it's it's producing some sort of serotonin addiction personality you know issue going on there.
1: Interesting. Yeah, you know, you were talking about. Uh, Connie brought up the thing about the about the wedding. The um, the precursor to that story is that I've been on a, a, a cancer journey, a rare form of uh, of cancer, with two operations, and then oh, and then not too long ago, uh, came out of my uh, fourth uh, of, of f- fourth of four chemo treatments, and also on androgen uh, deprivation therapy, and. Uh, and they told me, what, that I'd be taking two naps a day or something like that? Yes. It would yeah. be
2: normal wow. to see you taking two naps a day right, and right. be irritable and depressed. And Well, there's know, that. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> I was told, <laughs> you know, to watch for those signs. Well... Uh, he does not ever take a nap nope. and his energy is great his his I'm outlook is wonderful reasonably
1: nice <laughs>
2: <laughs> sometimes annoying but not depressed
3: yeah
1: but i think if, if people who are listening i think the the one thing if you're like ah maybe i'll maybe i'll try this out dig deeper i'll you know i'll pick up uh, maria's books it is um is, i mean connie's right you know that was sort of my first test of of testing out my my body because i had lost 25 30 i gained another 5 back but so i was down 25 pounds and I thought, oh, I'll just dance for like five minutes or so with my with my kids, and then we'll see what happens and i you know literally it's like <laughs> it's like the Navy seal experiment that da- Dom d'agostino did you know oh. it's it's like i i mean I was a, a little winded but gosh i I literally must have danced for two and a half you know three hours all That's all the way through awesome. and I think that that type of energy um testimony. And I watched Gib, you know, up at five thirty in the morning exercising. And, mm. and, and, you know, and right now Connie is not, not only, you know, making sure she's taking care of me with the diet, but also taking care of her mom, who's 88 oh. years old. And, um, and just, it's just relentless energy. And I, and, and it, it can't be anything but the, but the ketones. And we test our blood, three of us, like, you know, twice a day, making sure that we're in ketosis and we're not making any yeah. mistakes. Yeah.
3: That is, I have to commend you for doing this all together. Cause that is just it's so much easier when you have a support system mm, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, yeah. and you know, it's just, it's just wonderful. We'll go visit family and it, there is a lot of peer pressure. I mean, my kids are six and eight right now. And for them to be in our own environment, we homeschool too. Um, and for them to be in our environment, it's much easier. And then we go visit family or like you said, a wedding or something like that. And they see all this foreign objects, like, my one son when he was four brought me an M M&M and M and he said, Mom, something's wrong with this Lego <laughs> <laughs> But he's he never saw one before. Oh, and when we cool. drive by a McDonald's they say, M is for Micah, that's his name. Oh, and I'm huh? like, Oh Funny. bless your heart because
2: But you I'm have to lit. you do have to teach them how to live in the world.
3: Oh, yeah. yeah. Yep, and they, know, and they know what makes them feel good and what right. makes that's them the feel key. bad. Right,
2: that's the key. That is the key, identifying what makes yep. you feel good and what makes you feel bad because so, I have never felt better.
0: Unlike your right. kids, I was at this wedding and they had ice cream and I just ate it. Yeah. Uh, and, and what I just, happened? Uh, I, I actually, you know, I found that being keto adapted, I, I haven't cheated very much. Uh, wow. I've only had maybe three or four cheat meals of, of having ice cream with my family. And uh, I'm I'm so insulin um sensitive at this point, that I actually don't get the sugar spike and then the lull, I, I'm okay. actually pretty okay. And then and, and I, I usually do some serious fasting for the next few days afterwards. Yeah. But uh, well, I didn't right mean back by judgment. Ketosis.
3: I just meant, I thought maybe you got sick because that's yeah. what happened to my kids. When oh, they well, yeah. are exposed to that, they basically throw up because they just don't, wow. you know, they're not used to that.
0: They're probably better eaters in general than I am. But, but, oh. uh, but being keto, I've, I, 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 I have noticed that I don't get the spikes when I do cheat. Which has only been, I think, four times in the last four months, uh, and, and and, and off
1: of what Gibb is saying, I have a couple of questions. And and, and one is, how do you feel? Do you think uh, you need to put people need to put a cheat day in there? Is it beneficial or or not? And the other thing is, Connie's got me on this thing now where we fast for 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 sixteen hours. So, I uh, I have I eat um, all of my calories try to between one um, thirty. I'm sorry, yeah, one uh, thirty in the afternoon and six p.m. at night. And then and then there's a you know a fourteen to sixteen hour fast. Um, how do you feel about that strategy?
3: Oh yeah, we do that every day. Um, you know, not my children, they eat three meals a day, but, uh, my husband and I, we usually do like a 10 a.m. and then maybe a 3 p.m. and then it's done. What's the research? Um, What's
1: the research behind the benefits on that?
3: On intermittent fasting? Yes. Um, shortening that window, you actually will get into ketosis as what's interesting is as you experiment with Um, babies are in ketosis in shorter, shorter periods of time. And as we age, it gets to be a longer period. So within hours, a baby would be, you know, within a few hours, like two hours, they're going to be in the intermittent fasting stage where they start to produce ketones. Hmm. And then as toddlers, you know, a a shorter window for them, or I mean, I'm sorry, a little bit longer window. And then as we get older, so you will be in um, a stage of ketosis. Like I like to... Uh, wake up in the morning, I work and then I work out in a fasted state. Um, because you're going to, you know, beneficially burn those, uh, you know, the fat for ketones and things like that. Does that I'm make sorry, sense?
2: but have we explained yet on this uh, podcast, what exactly being in the state of ketosis is? Can you go over that real quickly?
3: Well, you could be a glucose burner or you could be uh, someone who's burning ketones. And if you're burning glucose, that means you're burning uh, sugar for energy. And that's where you hear you have to eat every two to three hours to fuel your metabolism. Well, yes, that is if you're in um, you're eating a lot of carbohydrates um, and burning glucose for fuel. If you restrict carbohydrates enough, eat to a certain protein goal. Um, you, and then, you know, eat fat, a certain percentage of fat, you will be in ketosis. Um, If you fast and don't eat anything, just do a water fast, you will be in ketosis. And
2: so your Um, energy is coming from the ketones, burning the ketones and not burning the glucose.
3: Right. You're burning fat for fuel in that case, whether it be fuel that you're consuming, like if you're doing, you know, shots of olive oil and stuff like that, that would be your you know, ketone source of fuel or if you're utilizing your own body fat for fuel. The most awesome benefit that people don't even think about is when you're sleeping, you know, you you're told that you need to eat every two to three hours to fuel your metabolism. That is if you're a glucose burner. So when you're sleeping, you you're remember not that, eating. right, John? Yeah. You remember oh, that,
2: oh sure, yeah. He For used sure. to be there. Used to be a you know feed the monster note around oh, yeah. him at yeah. the yeah. studio. Yeah. Feed the monster yeah. because yeah. he needed to eat every Angry. two hours. Yes, yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: And we don't, we don't even, I was yeah. too. We don't even talk um, about food, but go ahead.
3: Oh, that's okay. Uh, well, when you're sleeping, you shouldn't be waking up to eat. You should be just sleeping, right? But what's detrimental about that if you are still eating a ton of carbohydrates? is that it needs fuel because you, you, you run out after about two to three hours. You only have a very small uh, fuel source when it comes to glucose. And what happens is it either steals from your lean tissue, that means your muscles, or it steals from your bones. So this diet of switching from using glucose to using ketones, so when you're sleeping, and you're fast, you get into a fasted state, you start burning fat when you're sleeping, um, not your bones or your muscle tissue. That's why this is so great for people with osteopenia, osteoporosis, or any bodybuilder who doesn't want to lose their lean mass. Bodybuilders are notorious for waking up in the middle of the night with an alarm to eat some cottage cheese or, you know, something like that. And this way, you don't have to do that.
0: Just a reminder that our show today is brought to you by Dolby Voice I talked to you earlier about huddle rooms, those small conference rooms where you need to be able to conference with other people in other huddle rooms. Well, I don't know about you, but audio technology has been lagging. That is where Dolby comes in. They literally invented surround sound. These are the people. They have been doing this for years. I actually had a chance to listen to their breakthrough audio technology, and it has set a completely new standard for what I can expect conferencing to sound like. I just had my regular computer with a pair of headphones in, they had the Dolby Voice conference phone on their end, and it was like I was in the room. I, I swear to you, I could hear the guy moving around, get it, going up to the whiteboard. It sounded just like I was in the room, and every point in the room also had crystal clear audio. So whether they were up and I could hear them writing at the, on the whiteboard, or they were sitting at the desk talking to me, it all sounded crisp and clear, and it made all of our conversations flow Perfectly naturally in an amazing way. So you've got to hear this to believe it because when, when stuff like that happens, it makes it feel like you're really in the room. And that's when real collaboration happens, when you're in the same room together. So this just it erases distance. You have to check this out because hearing is believing. So go check it out. Dolby.com Tesh, T-E-S-H, for a free demo. That's Dolby, dolb Tesh. Do it today. So I made the mistake of going to your blog. And when I say the mistake, I, I've literally spent, uh, I spent about a couple hours on there and I think I spent $300 buying all of the keto cookies and <laughs> the keto pizzas and all of that stuff there. So he's I- He's trying I, to keep
1: you out of the library. Yeah.
2: And he's tempting me with all of this.
0: But, but you've talked about the, 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 the downside to, to some elements of meat and dairy, but a lot of your recipes include meat and dairy, uh, including your, your, uh, your own blue cheese dressing. So, so how does that fit into your nutritional philosophy?
3: Right. So when I work with clients um, and when I write books, um, like the ketogenic cleanse, that's all dairy and nut free. Um, how do you do keto and,
0: without nuts?
3: Oh my gosh! No, we usually don't do. I mean, besides the very, you know few peeling nuts, we don't. We eat a lot of uh, you know quality meat. We have farmers that we live by. We eat eggs and you know all of that. So um, that's how that's how we roll. But um, <laughs> Like I, throughout the years I've gotten to know what we're, so let me say dairy and nuts are constipating for people. And I hope this is okay to talk about, but sure. that of says course. a lot about how your gut is doing. Um, and if you are, you know, constipated and you know, most people are dipping macadamia nuts in cream cheese and calling it a day for a, uh, you know, a keto meal. Well,
0: that's already 2,500 calories right there. So. Uh, <laughs>
3: You know, so I, I would focus on having, you know, more real food, like having, you know, some sort of eggs for breakfast and, you know, um, some, you know, like a hamburger for lunch on my keto bun or something like that. And so, um, yeah, I do still have some of those recipes around because I do feel they're much better than any store-bought brand. Um, and for me, it was a really slow journey. I love food and I always will love food. And so, in order to get people onto the keto track, I feel that baby steps are really powerful. Mm. So instead of buying that bottled dressing of blue cheese that, you know, if you look at it, there's sugar and there's canola oil right. and all of those detrimental things in there. Um, let's make our own cause it's really easy. Um, and so we just make baby steps to health. Like you said, Connie, um, it it helped you maybe get into the whole keto diet if you were allowed dairy and then right. transitioning off of it slowly where maybe in the beginning, if you said, I, you, I can't have sugar, I can't have dairy, I can't have nuts, I can't have anything, then it might have... Too
2: difficult some, and I would have right. ran away sooner. But it is a lot of fun to do it together. I have to say that. it It is fun but, to share what we find. And uh, John has never cooked in my kitchen in 25 years <laughs> until now. And he has oh. just started cooking. I'm not sure how I feel about it, but it's
1: the same thing over and over again. It's
0: like watching Stick. your teenager drive. She keeps pressing the fantasy brake pedal. She's stirring.
1: That's it. it's exactly funny. what it is. It's it's she'll, it's it's she'll, she'll wipe up after me and reach around me and wipe up the oil. And I'm not I'll... sure how I feel uh, about uh, it,
3: but okay. But you remember Little House on the Prairie, right? Yes, I remember. We had one television, and it really only had one. Station and Little House on the Prairie, it was. Um, but I remember a Laura Ingalls Wilder. She got one piece of candy a year, and it right. was at Christmas. Right. Wow. And we're lucky if we see kids have one piece of candy at breakfast. Yeah. You know, right. I mean, you know, like sugary cereals and all of this type of stuff. We're just bombarded with it, and it's really hard because I love my kids and I want to give them the world, mm. but you know, saying no to them or letting them know that that's probably not going to make you feel very good. And then they make the bad decision. They're like, don't let me have that again. You know, (laughs) right. Um, You know, but we're just bombarded with sugar everywhere.
2: Yes. Now, I, I, I do agree that this is time well spent, but navigating our individual paths to finding what works for us and mm-hmm. what you know, with all the information out there, it is very difficult. And one of the areas I touched on before, I as I want to go back to, is flaxseed. So yeah. we mentioned Dr. Gundry, and flaxseed is on his yes list. Now, I don't eat meat, and John doesn't eat any animal protein because of his cancer. I do eat fish, but I don't eat any meat. So, and especially after watching what the, the documentary, What the Health i'm you know i'm so confused and one of the doctors i think it's uh michael greger was healthy well no 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 they didn't say sugar was healthy they said it is not to blame for diabetes i didn't take away that that sugar was healthy although i agree with you they didn't say it was as bad as i believe it is i agree with you there but what they did was they were trying to say you know for so long sugar and carbohydrates have been blamed for diabetes but it's not that it's the meat and dairy. That's what they were trying to say. I wish they did come down on sugar more because I agree with you. It, I, For sure, it, it's hard. Well,
0: being keto, it's. I, I'm trying to go vegan keto right now. It's it's really hard. But but anyway. Yeah.
2: But so, talk to me about flax seeds because um, uh, Michael Greger from the uh, Dr. Michael Greger from the um, uh, What the Health documentary. He is all about flax seeds. He thinks it's a superfood. You do not, Dr. Gundry. It's on his yes list. I'm confused.
3: Well, this is all recent because I used to believe it was a yes food. Hmm. But studies are showing when you watch the growth of estrogen dominant cancers like breast cancer, ovarian cancer, uterine cancer, prostate cancer and men, that's all an estrogen dominant cancer. Hmm. And so we have to look at where is estrogen coming from? Because it's not uh, there's three different types of estrogen. We're not talking about the estrogen from our ovaries. That's the good kind. I'm not talking about the estrogen that you make when you're pregnant. I'm talking about the third type that is a dominant cancer, estrogenic, uh, toxic estrogen that we don't want. That can come from environmental factors, whether it be pollutants. Um, it could be from alcohol. And it can be from different foods such as flax, chia, soy. Soy used to be pushed out as superfood. You're right. You're right. And now we are knowing that it has the same estrogenic effect. When you look at the breast and you look at the tissue, um, when you are fed uh, large amounts of soy, this happens and large amounts of flax, this happens um, that estrogen dominant, uh, you know, when you scan that breast, that's what it's showing that it's high in that. And flax seeds are not a traditional food. It used to be made to make, things like, uh, baskets and it it wasn't, uh, made to be consumed. And just like the canola oil seed seed oils are very, um, how do you say when, when you extract those, especially like flax oil, the way you extract them, if you search YouTube and look up canola oil and how it is made, um, it is just look. It's not like when you press an olive and make olive oil. It's yeah. very uh, a damaging way of making it.
1: And canola um, oil is on every is is all over every salad in the salad bars and uh-huh. restaurants. It's ev- it's everywhere because it it it's a cheaper it's so alternative.
3: Hard. Like even uh, you know getting an omelet
1: or something like that. It's made in canola yep, oil yep, and
3: yep. that type of stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I, 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 uh, Connie and I uh, wanted to uh, to ask this question because I'm I'm running out of stuff to eat uh, <laughs> and uh, because it's a, a a plant-based, I'm in mean, a plant-based diet, no no animal protein. Uh, I love it. I love the energy. But one of my real go-tos on uh, my first meal was um, egg yellows with, with olive oil on it. But now we're, now we're sort of hearing some rumblings about, oh, wait, don't eat too many eggs. What's your feeling on that?
3: Oh, why? W- w- why, why shouldn't you eat eggs? I just want to know. Who's Satura- that?
2: <laughs> saturated fat, um, what the health?
3: Oh, well, I'll tell you, the, the sheath of your bones are primarily made up of fat, and not just any fat. It's made up of saturated fat. So if you deprive yourself of saturated fat, uh, that's when bone loss starts to happen. But not only that, cholesterol makes healthy hormones. So um, to my point, when I see men that are on statin drugs, they are also always on Viagra. Why is this? Because the statin drug is lowering their cholesterol, and their cholesterol cannot make healthy testosterone levels for them.
1: And okay, I'm back on the eggs. I'm back. That's all I had to hear. I'm back on the <laughs> eggs. Thank you very much. Good night. <laughs> hey.
3: but, no but
2: I think you're confusing. A- egg futures win just went up. Yeah, but I think you're confusing people about <laughs> wanting their cholesterol numbers to be high.
3: Okay, well, cl- people with the lowest cholesterols have the leading, most leading cause of depression, and this is because cholesterol makes your thyroid hormone. Okay, let me back up. You believe that breast milk is the healthiest food for a baby, correct? We
2: agree. I breastfed my daughter for four and a half years, so
3: yes,
0: yep. I agree. Okay, <laughs> It was an Wonderful. awkward day when she dropped her off at college. <laughs> <laughs>
3: you guys are so funny. Um, but did you know that uh, breast milk is primarily made up of cholesterol? Yes, now, I did. Now, do you think that it is detrimental to feed that baby cholesterol?
2: No, not as a baby, but later on when we're concerned about heart health,
3: What what is causing heart issues? It's lesions. And what causes lesions in the arteries? It's sugar and inflammation. Mm -hmm. Well,
2: for me, it wasn't sugar. Well, for me, it was stress. I believe I have a lesion from stress. And that's why I, I find myself to be a really good experiment for this because I ate no meat for years and years. I ate low carbs and low fat. And I said to my cardiologist, well, that didn't work because I, huh. I recently, before I was into keto, found a 50% blockage. And so I believe it was from stress, three years of really intense stress and heredity. And so now I'm trying keto and I will come back and let everybody know when I get my next angiogram, if this worked and how my lesion is doing.
3: Awesome. And yeah. I, you know, like calcium scores, that's really important to get because calcium scores tell you if there's, you know, buildup in the arteries. Um, so we, is, there, is
1: there a limit to the number of eggs I should be eating? So, sorry to make this all about me.
3: That, that's okay. I feel like I'm in a corner here. Um, but we get, about, we get about 12 dozen a week. Um, wow. So I, I guess, no. Um, Wait a minute. We, a family of four consumes 12 dozen eggs a week? Well, Yeah.
0: Is Gaston in your family? (laughs) Gaston.
3: You know, I do a lot of recipe testing where things flop and people don't understand how much, you know, money is spent on recipes that don't work out. Right, right. (laughs) But, um, yeah, we do. I mean, we have eggs, you know, for breakfast every single day um, and our calcium scores are zero. So that is showing that there's no plaque buildup in our arteries. Mm. Um, and. You know, I can send you some more information on, um, I spoke on low-carb cruise, and one of the speakers was doing an experiment and showed that his cholesterol numbers shifted with what he ate uh, within three days. It was just a reflection of that. It wasn't actually showing heart disease, because it could go through the roof and then it could come, you know, falling down, sky, you know, super fast.
0: So so this is actually a great time to ask a question that that I know the three of us get the most, and that is... For years, the heart doctors have been telling us that having all of this fat in our blood is bad. How does being keto and fat adapted make it so that when you have all of this extra cholesterol floating around, all of these extra triglycerides in your blood, that it's, it's not necessarily an unhealthy thing?
3: Good question. Well, I didn't say having a lot of triglycerides is good. Are, because... All the
0: fat in your, in the and the ketones uh, and, the, and the...
2: In other words, how does that fat not turn to triglycerides? Yeah.
3: OK, so what happens is when you and we know this with uh, like if you look at ancient hist- history when uh, the the men and women, when they became fertile and they first married, they would give them all of the, the saturated fat and cholesterol because they knew that that was going to make healthy hormones to help form those healthy babies. And that is the only way that I healed my body with P- PCOS told that I couldn't change that. And you can. Um, but what's happening is um that is actually not causing the inflammation you have to look at so cholesterol when that is elevated it's like the firefighter coming in to put out the fire if you eat if you don't eat enough cholesterol you need cholesterol for your hormones i've explained that but if yeah, you yeah. don't eat enough your liver is going to make up the rest that's mm-hmm. what happens mm. and then you get a tired and toxic liver because it's working in overdrive and that's when issues come up with you know All the issues with liver health. Maria, why don't doctors tell us this? I don't know. Is it that they don't (laughs) have
1: training in it? It is that
3: they don't have training. I don't think they know. I don't think they know because, you know, what happens in the liver, your T4, this is your thyroid hormone, is converted into the activated T3 in the liver, not actually in the thyroid. And so when I see abnormal thyroid numbers, I automatically go, what's going on in the liver Um, you know, and you, you, you know, what causes a bogged down liver. And that would be uh, avoidance of cholesterol foods. That would be sugar. That would be alcohol. You know, what's interesting too. I work with a lot of teenagers and uh, they uh, had one thing in common. They were all swimmers. They were on the swimming team and realizing that we all focus on what we're putting into our bodies, but what we're putting on our skin, like all that chlorine that they're soaking in and Three hours worth of the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is really affecting their liver because everything mm. that gets soaked into your skin, whether it be, you know, lotions and shampoos and makeup, that all gets absorbed into your bloodstream, bloodstream and goes right to your liver as a filter, and then that can cause a lot of issues for you know whether it be swimmers or people who soak in hot tubs with chlorine or drink oh, wow. chlorinated water. So it's it's a big picture that we're, you know, we're changing our life at a rapid rate mm-hmm. um, in the United, you know, and all over the world. I mean, we're living in ways that we never, our bodies are not used to, uh, exposed to things that we've never been used to, and we're never going to start to learn to digest them. Um, so really I good don't mean point. to scare Real, everybody,
1: no, but really good point. A, cu- a couple of things, Maria. First of all, we're, we're, we're about to run out of time. And, and my first thought is we'd love to do this again and, and to continue. <sighs> do you, do you ever, uh, well, first of all, can we find speeches of yours? Cause I, I see your speaking schedule. Can we find, uh, uh copies of those, uh, on YouTube? Do you post those?
3: Um, I guess if I speak at an event and they yeah. post yep, them, yep, yeah, yep. absolutely. Yep. But I don't, um, you know, when I go to different things, I don't have the rights to it. Um, right. But I do believe Jimmy has posted them from the cruise. Um, so this is, this low is a low Reckon low carb. Ridge
1: is definitely on there. Low carb cruise is that where was where this thing was? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we is the only
0: open in the window of intermittent fasting.
1: <laughs> listen, what we we I, I just got this idea. We we want to do a keto cruise, and would you come on it? I think that would be oh, awesome. I
3: would absolutely. That would be I mean, great. Know what I demand good food because a low carb cruise. You think there's low carb food and there is yeah. not. Yeah. Oh, wow, wow, How wow. Interesting. Wow, wow. Well, I I can't.
1: No. I, I, and and the other thing is. Do you do you ever do any on camera stuff while you're cooking? Because I love your recipes.
3: I have, um, you know, I am a quiet little introvert that loves to play in the woods and you know ride my kayak and all of that. So it's a rarity that I come out of the woods, but I do it well, once in a while. Because what we love to do um, is
1: we love but to the do like problem a
3: problem f- is my kids are always. I mean, like I told you, we homeschool, so they're always in the kitchen. Right, and Someone made right. a comment that they hated my kids in my videos. Oh wow! I, you know, I usually shut down after things like that, which I wish I wasn't so sensitive. But it hurts. It's, yeah, pro- sure. it's,
1: it's probably carb cravings that made them nuts. Ah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, now we've come <laughs> full circle. So, well, anyway, we'd love we'd love to do like a Facebook Live with you or something with yeah, you co- you're cooking great. some of your yeah, so You really are tremendous. And and by the way. Our our intention was not to paint you back into a corner and make you defensive at all. It's just that you know we're we're searching, you know, just like anybody else. And the, and the last question for me from me is, um, y- you know, one of our great adventures is going into a restaurant and driving the servers crazy because they oh, went, went, yeah. they start writing. Well, how, what's the what's the best? What do you what do you eat at a restaurant when you're out? Um. Well,
3: we. Well, you're not gonna like what I have to say. <laughs> oh no! Uh, Lots of steak. Um, we were just at. um, brunch on Saturday and I had well I had uh salmon and eggs like smoked salmon and eggs with um an extra large side of hollandaise sauce and it came <laughs> with a uh, side salad um but then I was still hungry so I got a hamburger too <laughs> oh <my
2: goodness. laughs> without a bun. that sounds yummy
1: without the bun
3: <laughs> without the bun but it was yeah, a grass fed yeah. burger yeah. we know where you know the the organic eggs are and stuff but I you know I am a bow hunter um, I fish my own food. We have three chest freezers, so. We rarely go to the grocery store. We try to hunt and gather our own food.
1: Yeah, right. So time. we won't be coming by unannounced if you're a bull <laughs> ah! hunter. We have coyotes right. we could hunt. It's, oh, my gosh. Well, listen, I, w- I just want to tell you uh, that, that your your book was one of the, was the first keto book that I, I read. I know you're probably wondering, oh, I'm slaving over these books and all this stuff. Am I making a difference? Yeah, you've made a big difference in my life. And, and the thing I enjoy most- And you've sold a lot of products off your blog today. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the thing I enjoy the most so kind. is this- I, I love this journey with given and, and Connie. It's really- we're already pretty close as a family and our daughter who's 23 is i can I can feel her sort of you know dipping in you she, know to this yeah you know, this is she
2: lean yes she is she stopped e- well you're not gonna like this but she stopped eating meat and dairy
1: yeah <gasps> yeah yeah uh, and the other thing is i i'm just I, I I really enjoy the mental acuity of being in 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 ketosis it's just yeah. you know I don't feel like I'm reaching back for words uh you know as much. Um, just, kidding. When you're J- just kidding! Just kidding! <laughs> Even uh, when you haven't eaten for a while. Right! 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 <laughs> they, 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 ex- <laughs> exactly. Do you guys have any other questions? No, I think it's no. great. Yeah, you has
2: Wonderful, Maria. I do want I'm to do this again. I'm very grateful.
1: Yeah, go get this book, folks. Keto adapted, and, and at then,
3: Costco you yeah, can get it at Costco. Oh, that's right.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: And yeah. where where can people get a hold of you if they want to on the interwebs?
3: Well, yeah, like you said, I have a blog um, at mariamindbodyhealth.com where there's a ton of free recipes. If you can't afford a cookbook, that's cool. Um, otherwise, I'm at Keto Adapted on Facebook.
0: Oh, all right. Well, I will put a link to your blog in the show notes. And I uh, just want to say one last time, thank you so much. That's it for our show today. Thanks again for listening. If you liked this podcast, go ahead and rate, comment, in, and subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. As always, you can follow up with us at John Tesh, at Connie Selica, at Gerard. Uh, on all of the major social platforms and facebook.com slash John Tesh, facebook.com slash Gib Gerard, and facebook.com slash Cselica. We'll see you next time.